welcome. This is Mibbit Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. Is the fear of meanies, trolls and haters holding you back on using social media for your business? Or even worse, preventing you from showing up with confidence for your business? I want to help you turn that fear on its head. Look, I used to be crippled with fear. I was bullied as a teen, so I was super sensitive to negative comments. And then mixed with my ADHD reduction to small fear, a fear of being wrong and a strong dislike of conflict, it would mess me up so bad. There's something about keyboard warriors who don't even know us and how we allow them to war- to ruin us in our weeks, or even worse, completely erode all of our confidence. In this session, we're going to talk about what a hate comment is, how to spot actual trolls and meanies, and what to do when you get one. Those haters might be doing you a favor. It's all a matter of how we see it, and I'm going to help you reframe your thinking and give you a strategy that will work on any platform. Um, Now, this was originally a LinkedIn Live, so there might be references to comments that have been made by some of the people watching during this episode, so that's what that's happening, but hopefully we've managed to remove all the other bits where I was having technical woes. You know me, like to jump in before I plan anything. Right, without further ado, let's learn about how to manage those haters, meanies, and trolls. Hello, and we're going to be talking now how to face the fears of haters, trolls, and meanies. I'm going to share with you a super funny little thing. Um, Thank you so much for joining those of you that are already here. Um, I'll also be keeping a note. If you want to ask questions at any point, just go ahead and do that. I can see you coming. Hello. It's lovely to see you here alongside me. And I know some people will be watching it directly on the channels as well, which is great. And I'm just going to open up my um, thing so I can just check for questions on there so I can multitask. Um, One of the things I'm just going to tell you, it's just freaking hilarious, is that I have ADHD, which will come up later because it affects this topic. Um, And of course, I set this up, said I was going to do this and start doing some lives more regularly. And of course, didn't tick all the boxes and check for myself that I had all the details and discovered I needed streaming software to do this properly. And I have some, couldn't remember what I had. So I had to quickly, quickly go and get a membership to this so that I could do it. So hilarious. And yet only 30 seconds late, such as the power of a focused ADHD woman who wants to cover a topic. So we are going to be talking about how to face the fear of haters, trolls, and many today. And I wanted to talk a little bit about why this is a really important topic for me. Um, I've worked with hundreds of small businesses over the years, probably in the thousands now, and I um, am a small business marketing strategist. And so I talk to a lot of small business owners, and I know that this is a common fear. This is a fear that people worry about all the time is how they're going to manage things, what are they going to be doing, um, how they're going to focus on getting over that fear of showing up, what happens if people are mean to them, how they're going to cope with this. And look, I need to say that I totally understand that. I've had huge issues with this myself. And I think part of the, the problem is for some of us is that we come into this, and I know we overuse the word trauma, but I think a lot of us come into this with a lot of fears that have come from other places. I know for me, I was bullied at school, which definitely cut my confidence. I was in an abusive marriage years and years ago, again, which really abu- 
cut my confidence and really made me worry about how people would perceive me. Um, for a long time, I was very plus size and I was older than a lot of the other people that were around me. I wasn't conventionally beautiful. I didn't wasn't great at doing my hair and makeup. And what happens is too, I think the more and more that we do things in marketing, the more we're having to be out there and show our face, we're having to show who we are. And it becomes harder and harder to beat that fear of what's going to happen if I show up and people just don't like me. That's a terrifying thing, especially because our businesses and ourselves are so often quite completely closed together. Um, I also, as I said before, I have ADHD. Um, and with ADHD often comes rejection, dysmorphia, this ultra fear of being rejected. And I have really learned how to manage that a lot. But I do know that it really struggled. And personally for me too, I hate conflict. I was raised in a family that loved having very vivacious discussions about strong statements and beliefs. Um, and it was great if you were on the side of them. And if you were not on the side of them, it was quite scary. And so I have a lot of the stuff I've had to really fight against a lot of the stuff and really overcome a lot of the things that I'm talking to you about. And here, I'm not talking to this uh, someone who goes, just stop the haters. I see people that are like that, you know, and I look at them and go, damn, I don't know how you do that. Like you are just freaking amazing how you just managed to hate to just fight back at that person and manage it but it's not like that not everyone is like that and so I really want to help you um, learn how to be a person that can feel more confident if you are someone who's holding themselves back because you're worried about haters trolls and meanies I'd love to hear from you as I'm talking through if this is something that you struggle with are you someone who does struggle um, to focus on that, to actually work through that? Are you someone that really does worry about how to present yourself um, to, um, to other people without being nervous about that? Like, give me a comment. Let me know, because I would love to know how you cope with that, because I do know that it can be really tricky. Um, and so, yeah, just let me know. It'd be good to, good to find that out. Um, right, so... Let's have a little chat about haters and meanies and trolls. Um, so I've spent a lot of time working on this. And I just want to also share that just for those of you that don't know me, um, so my name is Rachel Claver. Uh, I'm a content marketing strategist and coach, coach for small businesses. And I also co-own my business with my husband, Rod. I am like this and he is like this. Perfect combination. We have a small team of marketers and strategists that work with us and um, I'm the face of the business. So if anyone is going to say anything bad about us or to us, it's normally going to go to me. Occasionally it goes to Rod, but most of the time it comes to me. Not that it happens very often, but as a social person, if they're going to say anything horrible or mean, it's going to be me they say it to. And so I help with overcoming this mindset for my clients now. I, along with all the other things you need to learn to do around becoming the face of your business, I help and coach with that through my program, The Content Masterweb. And it gives you me for a year. I work with you for a year. We do twice a week coaching program, uh, coaching calls and then a whole lot of information. We go really deep in all the different types of content you need to build your brand and be a face. And everyone's talked to at the, at the level that they're at. So that's, that's who I am. Um, and I'll add a link to that. If you're interested in working with me, I'll add a link to the live once we're done so you can have a look. Um, but let's just jump in now into the haters, trolls and meanies. 
Um, yes, you know, Kamini, you're doing exactly the right thing. And we're going to talk about how to do that, how to set that time to feel sorry for yourself. Because I think that that is a really important thing. I also do this. And I love that you, you know, you're saying that. Um, because I know that this is what I do as well. I also have learned to give myself time. But I want to go through before we talk about some of that process of how to do that. I want to talk a little bit about what is not a hate comment because I feel like we've become a little bit overreactive and there's a lot of confusion around this. The first thing I want to tell you is that the algorithm, the algorithm on each social media platform will protect you to a certain extent from haters, trolls and meanies. Um, the way that the algorithm works is that um, is that you actually need, they want you to stay on the platform. They want you to like being on the platform. They want you to really enjoy connecting with them. And they want you to stay on the platform as much as possible. And all the algorithm, all the platforms know that if the algorithm helps you stay happy on that platform, then you will be on it more. If you're not happy on it, you're going to want to leave, cancel your account, tell all your friends and families that you're burning that platform to the ground and that you're never going to use it again, right? So they don't want you to do that. And so what we want to, what we're going to do instead is we're going to focus and trust a lot in the algorithm. With your normal community of people that follow you and that you engage with, you will naturally normally end up aligning yourself most of the time with people who think like you, have more values like you and things like that. Now, that's really great in lots of ways, but let's remember that's not real life. I do think the algorithm can be quite dangerous sometimes because it helps us get this idea, this overinflated idea that everyone agrees with us, and that's just not normal life. There are always going to be people who disagree with us. There are always going to be people that don't get us, and we need to trust and understand that that's just a normal a normal part of life that we have, right? So we're going to really want to focus on trusting, trusting so much that even though we are going to focus and grow in that area with those people who normally love us and hang out with us, that as we grow our profile, as we get better at creating content, there is going to be content of ours that is going to go out beyond the reach of who we normally would talk to. And when that happens, what happens is we're in this lovely, safe little community like this, where there might be a couple of people who don't agree with us, but might ignore us and stuff like that. But as we go out, that group of ideal people that work with us, they're still in there, but they're mixed in with a whole bunch of other people who are coming onto the platform with a whole lot of other stuff going on. There might be people who just had a fight with their partner, who just stubbed their toe, who are having the worst day that they've ever had, who actually hate people that wear big orange earrings, have an issue with someone who's a woman who doesn't wear makeup, has an issue with someone who's plus size, has an issue with someone because you have blue eyes and they have brown eyes and they don't like it or vice versa, has an issue because they're a racist or they're homophobic or they have their anti this or the pro this and you are pushing a bruise and they wouldn't normally see you but your, your content has got so good now that it's being pushed out beyond the reaches of who would normally see it and that's when we get those haters those manies and those trolls most of the time so first trust the algorithm for the most part that algorithm will protect you no matter what happens it will protect you and then we can worry about how to manage the, the haters trolls and manies otherwise so that's the first thing 
The second thing, so just make sure that if you are getting them, it normally means you're being more successful than the average bear because you're actually being someone whose content is getting pushed out outside of your safe community. So that's like a pat on the back for you. That's a good sign that you're doing a good job. So see it that way. Um, There's also, second thing is, there are always going to be topics that inflame. And it's your choice to talk about them or not. Now, I am someone who doesn't actually talk about topics that inflame very often. So when there was all the stuff around the pandemic and things like that, there was a very rare day that I would talk about something that was self-inflammatory. I have political views like everybody else does. I choose not to share those a lot on a platform like LinkedIn or Facebook or things like that. People can probably work out where my political leanings go, probably from a collection of posts if they were reading everything. But I choose not to have politics as one of the things that I talk about because it inflames people. Um, And I don't want to have something that inflames people. If it was something really strongly that I believed in, um, I've got, I'm neurodiverse and um, I've got two kids that are neurodiverse, I would probably talk about that. Um, And maybe that's going to offend people if they hate people like Michael, who have my brain. Um, so there might be things that I do and talk about. Um, my mum's an immigrant. So if there was something that was strong about anti-immigration or things like that, maybe I would get political at that point. But it would be a conscious choice that I would be prepared for the hate. So I think that's a really important thing too. Or I would be prepared for something that I think is hate but isn't, which we'll cover in just a moment. So be aware that you might be consciously walking into something. And if you are, then you, and some people love being that person. Some people like being the person that talks about those stressful topics. They get excited. I don't. So it's all about working out the best thing for you and how you process things. And if you've come along to this or you're watching this, it's likely that you don't particularly like having to deal with that stuff. So if that's you, Let's just not talk about that stuff as much. Let's let's talk about potentially safer topics. Now, the problem is, and I'm just making sure I've got my thing here so I can see it. The problem is, is that um, you can actually have a problem um, even if you've done all the right things, even if you haven't got too controversial. Um, and even if you feel like you've done all the right things, you know, you can you can still have a problem. So the third thing I really want to press home here, and this is the thing that I think there's been cultural problems that have impacted this and are really starting to cause problems in our society and our culture, is this idea that someone is hating on you just because they're challenging what you think about or because they disagree with what you say. And neither of those two things is a hate comment. Let me repeat that again. Just because someone is challenging what you said or disagreeing with you, that does not make it a hate comment. And I was watching someone last year who wrote something that I personally didn't agree with um, and a lot of other people didn't agree with. And I was I really wanted to say something uh, because I felt she had painted, um, said something that I felt was not quite in alignment also with what she normally says. And I was going to say something. And then I saw a few other people had said things and she went angry, like, you are a troll, you're a meanie, you're a hater. But actually, their comments were quite reasoned and they were reasonable. They were just disagreeing with her. And I know for myself, I have sometimes when someone has disagreed with me, my immediate reaction is to go, you are trolling 
or you are being a meanie or you hate me because that's that rejection dysmorphia coming up a little bit. But it's also because I am feeling threatened by this challenge of my statements on my space. And that is not a necessary thing for us to do. We don't need to be doing that. We don't need to be creating that situation for that to happen. We can just enjoy the fact that this person values us enough to take the time out to disagree or share a challenging point of view or ask for a clarification. Now, they still could be a troll or a meanie, but let's give them the benefit of the doubt, um, of the doubt before we jump in and decide that. I've got another account um, that's been talking about my health journey and I had someone who challenged me and so I came back with a benefit of the doubt answer. She challenged me again. I came back with another benefit of the doubt answer and kept on doing that and then she started coming in and coming in on every video and that's when I knew she was a troll and a meanie and she wasn't just trying to challenge me. She was actually getting at me and then we dealt with that okay and we'll talk about how to deal with that but really what we want to do here is make sure that we realize that we don't have to expect that everyone's going to agree with us and there's some real benefits around building your own voice when someone else disagrees with you on a post when someone disagrees with you and they share with you hey Actually, I don't agree with them. This. this is how I would do it or I remember a few weeks ago a person that I really admire um, who is, um, you know, she's another marketer and she was talking about a particular type of marketing. She's like, I don't ever do it this way, blah, blah, blah. I don't agree with anything else. And I challenged it because actually I teach a different way and both are all okay and okay to go. And so one of the things that I would encourage you to do is make sure that you are, if you're not able to be challenged on your thoughts and your perspective, that is actually more on you than that person. And check in is also, also, and this is what I think is really important, check in with what tone you're reading their comments in. If I'm in a bad way, if I'm already feeling a little bit vulnerable, then I'm going to put a sort of a nasty tone to their comment and assume something in there. And I want to use a really simple story to illustrate this. So um, my first uh, mother-in-law, um, she was a quite a sensitive person um, and well, she still is probably a sensitive person. Haven't talked to her for a while, still alive. Um, don't want to say was, but um, she was very sensitive. And I remember this one time in particular where she had cooked us dinner and it was a really beautiful dinner. And I said, Barbara, this was such a nice dinner. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And her response was, what was wrong with it? Why are you saying that? What was wrong with it? Because her whole persona, her whole demeanor around it was you couldn't possibly love this thing. And so even though I was saying positive things, she read into it something that wasn't even there. And it wasn't even in my tone. It was literally just her misreading that. So sometimes I know, like I sometimes have to check things with somebody else if I'm getting a bit, feeling a bit stressed out and go, hey, what? do you think this is saying and the person remind me or reset me to help me make sure that I'm actually reading it in the right way because that can also make a huge impact and we want to make sure um, that we're doing that and fixing that up okay so um, so we have this whole idea around the reminder that the hate comment is not a challenge or a disagreement we want to make sure we're doing that we want to make sure that we remember that not everyone is necessarily a troll 
um, and make sure we do that. Develop this idea um, that everyone has to agree with us. We don't have to have that. And you need to check in with that tone before we jump into everything. But of course, it could be nasty. And that's where we're all going to come in. Now, what I'm thinking about is I'm trying to work out because I honestly have no idea how to do a LinkedIn Live, which I'm doing. I'm also doing this, streaming this in my Facebook group. And I'm really stressed because it says it's live here, but I can't find out how to do it. So I feel like I'm a complete doofus considering I'm someone who teaches people on LinkedIn. I'm going to have a chat to you, Kate, um, if you look, find this so that you can actually work it out because I've definitely worked out how to do my live, um, but I'm missing it out somehow and and um, messing it up. Let me just share this in here so that these people here can get it. Um, and then we'll come back and we'll share this other bit. I'm sorry for interrupting this bit here for you guys. I hope it is. Um, let me just go here. And I'm going to ask Kate what I messed up with afterwards. This is me jumping in and doing something outside my comfort zone. So let's let the, let the trolls come in. Let the trolls come in. Let them come in. Okay, right. So what is it that we experience when we go through a hate comment from a troll or a meanie? Um, I think the first thing that happens is we definitely feel exposed. Do you feel exposed? Is that something that you feel, that you feel that kind of exposure where you're like, oh, my gosh, I just feel so uncomfortable. I just I don't want to do this. This makes me feel uncomfortable. I wish I wasn't doing this. That kind of feeling, that exposure, that's completely normal. But it's how we manage it afterwards. You know, and Kamini, you mentioned this before, um, and I really liked what you said around it because I think that's very true. We can either choose to obsess over it or we can choose to reset ourselves and our thinking. And I definitely would have used to always be the obsessor. And on bad days, probably premenstrual days, um, I thank you, I really appreciate that. Um, thank you for saying that I'm doing great because I do feel like, you know, I um, definitely missed a few bars. Yeah, I probably should have checked it on the week. I like to th I like to jump myself into things to make myself feel a bit nervous. Um, so um, thank you, Kate. All right. So when, we, so when we're looking at obsessing and reacting, I definitely used to be an obsessor. So I used to totally overthink. If someone put anything mean on my post or on a video, I would literally stew about it, even if I'd replied to it. Uh, thanks, Kirsty. Um, even though I replied to it, I would feel this horrible feeling in my chest. I would just, it would impact all my relationships around me. Like I, I know times when I'd be sitting next to Rod, you know, we just sometimes blob out in front of the television at the end of the day and he's sitting there and he, He's watching this thing and he has no idea because it's all in my whopping myself into this fervor, then go to bed and I'd have that horrible churny tummy and I would worry about it and I'd wake up o'clock at three o'clock in the morning and I'd be like, this is what I'm going to say to that person, you know, and I'm just going to cut everything down and I'm going to leave the internet and what am I doing? And I would just go into this huge tailspin of absolute fear and horror. Um, and because I used to over obsess and I used to overthink and I used to stress and lay awake stewing and I could feel this adrenaline coursing through me and I'd feel rejected and I'd feel so demotivated about posting and about whether I was even worth doing what I was doing from one comment and I'd often feel too scared to post and I know that all of those things are really common with the people I work with who also have this fear um, and you know we're tempted, I was tempted then often, like sometimes we're really tempted then to delete that post. And I really want to encourage you not to do that. 
Do not allow someone ever to shut your mouth and stop you from putting what was in your heart. If you really wanted to say that thing and it was really important to you, then say it. You know, I think that's really important. And okay, what if it was a massive mistake? What if you went out on your limb and you were accidentally really racist or sexist or you said something wrong? I still believe you shouldn't necessarily delete that post, but what you can do is walk through and reset and use the fuel for that, even if it was a right comment in the end. So let's have a look around those options. So obsessing is not going to do us any good, right? That is not going to help us. But what we could do is we could reset And so part of that is just learning to get a deeper awareness of why that hate comment, that nasty person, that troll or that meanie is giving us so much more reaction. So that next time is a little easier. And I'll just share in here one thing too. There are people, I think one of the things, and I want to share this this in here now, even though it's a little bit early, is one of the things that I I use to reset a lot is the, the, the sentence. Not everyone will like me, and but I say this afterwards, which helped me reset this. Not everyone will like me, which is okay, because I don't like everyone either, because it's true. When I realized that I, when I could acknowledge to myself, when I was no longer freaking out about making everyone like me, and I realized that that was normal, that not everyone would like me, because spoiler, I there are people I don't like, that relaxed me because I was like, it's normal for not everyone to like me because I don't like everybody else. There are people that are very nice people, that are decent, amazing, talented, incredible people that for some reason I don't gel with. And other people, lots of other people might love those people, but for some reason I don't gel with them. That doesn't make those people nasty people or awful people or terrible people. They are just people I don't like. And when I realized that, I went, oh, that means that if someone else doesn't like me, That doesn't mean that I am not talented and funny and beautiful and great and all those other things. I'm just not that person for them. And that's okay. And it liberated me. And so as an aside from this, if there are people who are constantly coming up in your space who give you that ick, not the ick of eh, but the ick of like yucky tight tummy when you see their posts, when you see their stuff, and it could be me. Any of that stuff that you've got, ick, unfollow them, don't have them. And if it's really bad, if they still keep on coming up, block them. It's not personal against that person. It's not that that person has done anything wrong or that they're less of who they are. It's not even you judging them for not doing the right stuff. Just sometimes there are people that we don't like. And sometimes it's good to clear that space. And so if you get someone who's a hater, that's on there all the time, if you really need to, not necessarily that first comment, if you want to block that person so they can't come in your space anymore, you are allowed to do that. You are allowed to do that because it is your space. Luckily, this is not real life. You know, this is not real life. It might be hard to do that if we were in a work environment and that person was sitting next to you. But there is also water, which is essentially what blocking is. So you can block those people if you really want to. But I don't want you to be too trigger happy on that if we don't need it, okay? I do block some people. I block people if they approach me. For, so I had someone a few weeks ago 
they approached me and said, hey, I'm interested in working with you. I said, great, let's make a time. You know, what You know, what are you looking at? And he said, actually, I just really want to get to know you. Well, I'm blocking that guy. He is not going to be someone that I'm having in my space, right? Or if someone was sending me critical stuff all the time, instead of getting the ache from it, I'm just going to block that person because I... I take my my feedback from the people around me that I trust, that I know, know who I am. And that was also a long time coming of realizing feedback from someone who hasn't earned the right to give us that feedback as well. It's a truth. It is such an important truth because we do not not take something from someone unless they've walked in our shoes or they understand us or they're coming to us with grace. However, there is still power to be learned and things to be learned from hate comments. So let's not delete the post. Let's not freak out. Let's not be reactionary. Let's instead reset. So let's first think and ask ourselves, what is it in this comment that's causing a reaction in me? Like, what is it? What is it that's causing that? Let's help use those hate comments to find our vulnerable moments, find the bits of us that are causing a reaction, and then develop tools to make us better. Let's make those hate comments, those meanies and trollies, troll, meanies and trollies, trollies is so demeaning. I feel like I want to call them trollies now. Those meanies and trollies, let's make those people pay through our success because that's the best way to get success from those things, right? Instead of letting it affect us. So obviously, if the hate comment is really bad and it's just totally awful, totally and utterly feel free to and or delete it. You know, if it was just, I don't agree with this, you shouldn't be deleting those ones. But if it's like, you are a nasty fat bee who does it, you know, whatever, like, you know, who, 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 I don't know, something revolting, report it. If it's really racist, if it's sexist, if it's really homophobic, if it's something that's really destructive, um, if it's something that is dangerous, report it. Like, do not fear about reporting it. Just report it, delete it. But I encourage you to do that only as a last resort. It is more powerful, powerful for us with most of the comments to use it as an opener for us to then be able to later develop content from it because then it robs the power of that original writer and it shows the transformation that you brought. Um, and I actually used this a couple of days on LinkedIn ago because I had um, about about a long time ago, actually, probably about 15 or 16 years ago, the last book I wrote before the book I've just written, which is called Be a Spider, Build a Web. You can get it in special and I can give you a link to it for the special ebook at the moment. Um, but if you, um, before I wrote that book, I wrote a book on internet dating called 88 Dates, which was a very different type of book. And it opened me up to be able to go and do a bit of TV. Um, I was um, getting invited to lots of events um, and I was really trying to build a profile. I really felt like this was my step into doing something. Um, I was doing lots of blogging and lots of tweeting and, and very busy and stuff like that. I used to get a lot of hate comments when I was on television. I was on breakfast um, every second fortnight and I'd feel amazing. They would do my hair and makeup. I had I had a designer who'd give me clothes to wear. I had, I had a jeweler who gave me jewelry to wear. I felt amazing. I was a single mum. This was the only glamour moment of my week, of my fortnight. You know, it was amazing. Um, and I got paid. So it was like amazing. And then I'd go on Twitter and there would be people going, who does, what does that fat bitch know? And man, she's really, you know, she's really ugly or I bet she has no idea. You know, she's just useless. And 
I would get so like stuck in it. I'd get so stuck in it. But I managed most of that stuff. It was really easy to kind of manage most of those things. Um, but then this person, and I shared this on my LinkedIn profile, um, wrote a person wrote in a national column that I was a shameless self-promoter and, you know, pretty much that I was useless and all this sort of stuff. And it actually crippled me for years. I, I went, I'm not going to come out I'm not uh, of who I am. I'm not going to show who I am. I'm going to be really the same as everyone else. I'm going to be vanilla. I'm not going to be show my weird. I, I did that and it didn't work and people didn't like it. Well, he didn't like it. It wasn't people. Uh, it wasn't all the people. It was he didn't like it. But I allowed one comment to really cripple me and stop me being scared to show my face, you know, stop me to show my face and confidence. And stop me kind of developing this whole part of myself that is a really cool part of allowing myself to help my clients, you know. Um, and so I shared, so I took this hate comment that had had stuck in me, and instead of it being something then that crippled me, it became a powerful tool for me to reshape and resee. And then also now with the content master web, teach other people how to overcome that. So the power of it's gone. I hold the power. They don't hold the power. And I think that, you know, this is that powerful thing is that our our hate comment can, can do a powerful thing. That hate comment can do a powerful thing to help us transform. So this is what I would do. Here's a process. It's a four-step process. Number one, copy the post um, somewhere. Like copy it and put it so you're not looking at the post. Just take it out of the post and put it in a file. And then I want you to do what Kamni said exactly, which is amazing. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, please. Is it Kamni or Kamni? I hope I'm, ugh, I'm nervous now. But I, but what I would like you to do is take time to really ask, how does it make you feel? What is it that, what is it that's actually making you respond to this in some way? Is it making you feel angry because you know that they've said something that's wrong about you? Do you feel like it's unjust? Do you feel that it's making you feel inferior? Is it making you feel unsafe? Is it making you feel vulnerable, frustrated, incompetent, exposed? Really try to learn and listen to what it is that you are feeling and then think about why it's giving you that trigger emotion and ask yourself, why is this comment either, and it might be one or the other, is this comment either completely right or is this comment completely wrong? And this was a good one for me. Um, during that time back then, I was really involved in building a personal brand. And most of the time, it was real a real drive to do it because I had three kids. I was trying to support them. And I did some right stuff and I did some bad stuff. And I remember there was a particular person who was pushing back at me and I was so offended because they were really like, they were mean to me, but they had to be mean to me. And they were like, you know, you just, you just have to sell all the time to do this. And I, I just want you to just kind of relax now and just it's about the, the, the business relationship. Sometimes it's about the friendship. And I remember getting really upset by that. Um, it was actually my sister <laughs> um, commenting. And, um, and she was, because I was just like always there. And it made me reflect and realize that I had to have times where I sat back and really looked at things. And I didn't want to listen to that. Who wants to listen to their sister? Um, but uh, she was actually completely right. And so I had to make a change myself inside. That was a completely right. I still I still was like, that's a horrible thing to say to me. How dare you? You don't understand what I'm going through. All that sort of stuff. But actually the comment was actually completely right. 
and I then had to choose how I would handle it from that. Or it can be completely wrong. They could have said something like, you're a selfish person and stuff, and you know to your heart that that's not true. Then that is a completely wrong comment, but you can choose to talk and work through why is it then if it is completely untrue, am I so triggered by that? And really walk through that. Because actually, as we know, if they haven't got the relationship with you, they do not have the right to give you that feedback. So if it's triggering for you, what's really going on? And then when we've worked out that sort of thing around, is it completely right and fair? Is it completely wrong and unfair? And actually really work that out, then we can choose how we'll handle it. And that's what we we could either come back to that comment and we can acknowledge it. um, And if, if they're right, I think it's really important if I think you're right. Um, or we can decide that they're completely wrong and either decide not to actually give it any energy and any, and just let it sit there and ignore it. Um, and one of the powerful things about this is that when we do that, we allow our community to come to our defense. Um, I used to be a stuff columnist. I'm, I'm still a stuff columnist, but um, I was a stuff blogger back in the day, back 18, 16, 17 years ago when all the blogs were new on stuff. It's called... Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it used to be a losing weight blog. And let me tell you about that blog. I'd actually successfully lost like 15 or 18 kilos or something before I started it. I went up and down like another six kilos because every time I would make some progress, I would write an article or something and I had to monitor all my, we would get like 150 comments on a blog a day, on a, on a quiet day once a week. And, um, I'd have to moderate that. And there were some mean comments. And I would literally, because I was an emotional eater, I'd get so upset. <laughs> I'd be talking about how I'd successfully lost a couple of kilos that week and stuff like that. And people would just say the horriblest things, like the meanest things. Because, of course, everyone wants to talk about someone else's weight. And I would get so upset by it. And so, of course, I'd emotionally eat and undo all the hard work that I'd done the previous week. And so, you know, like that is a that was a bad way of handling that. And it would have been so much better for me if I had actually gone through this process of actually going, why is this triggering for me? What's actually going on here? Is it right? Is it not right? You know, and then choosing how to handle it instead of being so emotionally driven by the ups and downs that went on it. You know, I think the key thing is with haters, meanies and trolls is that when we start to make a conscious choice of how we manage it and making sure we do that instead of being trigger happy and how we do it, it makes a conscious choice. Um, Yeah, and I do agree, you know, people online are often obsessed, Kate, with how they make these these decisions for us. They obviously often love to really make personal comments about how they're going to talk to us and how they're going to manage talking to us. And it's crazy, you know, it really doesn't, doesn't reflect what's actually going on at all and it is really low grade it doesn't it doesn't show well for them Um, but what happens that I think is really important is that um, when you are learning to reflect and create that that reflection of that is that when you have if you've been building this community of other people who are already engaging with all the other posts they will come to your defense I know if I saw someone who was getting attacked, I would come to their defense. I would protect them. If I was in their community, I'd be like, hey, that wasn't okay. And yes, this can also create mentality. Um, But yeah, I think, I feel like 
Um, Kate asks, can we shift it by stating that our community is about discussing ideas or behaviours and not people? I feel like potentially we can, but I think that people innately, like in terms of comments, when people see our faces all the time, I do feel like, and especially if you're doing a lot of video like this, people start to feel um, a lot of ownership about you. And I do think that what happens is they formulate an idea of who you are and we can diffuse that quite easily. Um, I know that I posted on Twitter a few weeks ago um, something about how I had done this big typo in my, um, oh no, my podcast had had a problem. My my podcast engineer hadn't lo- hadn't set it up. She'd loaded the wrong podcast and and this person said, don't worry, nobody nobody listens to your podcast anyway, which is a really mean comment. By the way, it gets 500 downloads a week. So, you know, um, but, but you know, it, and I was, I, I, normally that would have really hurt me. And I was like, no, let's have a talk about, think about this. That, that makes me feel a little bit like, hey, exposed, because it makes me feel a bit like, oh, do you not think I'm successful? Didn't even know who the person was. Um and then I went, okay, he's completely wrong because I know actually that the only reason I found out about it was because I got like 10 emails saying, hey, um, that that podcast isn't right. So that obviously listen to it. So I said, oh, I, you know, I would have, pre-. so I answered back and said, I would have preferred it if no one had listened to it because I wouldn't have felt so embarrassed. Unfortunately, the reason I found out was because so many people emailed me. So I managed to deflect that hate comment and still feel good about it. And that person said, ah, fair enough, and did a smiley face. So I managed to move that statement away from what I was doing. So quite often, using this reset thing, originally when we do it, it can feel really hard because we've got to methodically go through that process of copy it so it's not on your post, take time to really learn how it makes you feel. And sometimes that part's the hardest because as as business owners, um, like I'm a Gen Xer, so we got told, we didn't get told really to how to identify our feelings very well. Um, and I know that's probably through all different levels of different stages and stuff like that. And often we don't identify our feelings very well. So anger can sometimes be frustration or disappointment, not actual anger. It might feel angry, but it might be I'm disappointed or I'm just feeling sad. And so I have learned to really take the time I need to do that. Um, and that means I'll often do like... Um, you know, companies said before around that whole dwelling on on things and really reflecting. I've learned often a walk or a break away or changing my environment really helps me just process. Uh, and so I don't feel like I'm reacting. I also have a rule that I don't reply until I don't have, I'm not feeling reactionary anymore because I want to, okay, I, that is my premium goal. I always do it. Sometimes I do react, but it's very rare now. It used to be all the time. So say if someone sends me a, a nasty DM or a nasty message, I, I got when I did a I did a podcast a few weeks ago about, you know, um, Thunderpants and how they're removing gender from their website. I got quite a lot of hate mail, hate emails from that. Um, that would have made me feel very stressed. They hunted out my email address to do it. Um, but actually... I felt really proud of that podcast. I knew and expected that it was a topic that people might react to. And to me, that made me feel like that podcast was a success because if people were reacting to it, that was an expected result. And so I have learned to take that time to not react. So take that real time to really tap into your feelings. Use it as a self-development exercise for you. Really work out whether that comment is fair or unfair. If it's unfair as in wrong, Um, then you can relax it. And if it's fair, then you can 
um, go back and say, hey, that's actually a fair point or you're right, I hadn't thought about that way. And either way, use it to create new content to really grow who you are and doing it. Is hate comment, are hate comments still unpleasant? Yes, they are. Is it still unfair that we have to deal with trolls and meanies? Yes, it is. But remember, the algorithm will protect you, they'll protect you. And if all else fails, that hater is just providing you with amazing future content. What a gift. What a gift. Um, I'm really happy to stay on for a while if there's any questions um, or any conversations. Um, I'll also pop the little link um, to the Content Master Web in here and I'll also put it on um, where I'm um, in LinkedIn, where I'm live. Um, so you've got that if you want to have a look at it. Um, Oh, I don't know if I can do that because I don't think I did the settings. So I'll pop that into um, there. Um, um, I'm just checking that that's there. And yeah. I hope that helped. Um, I hope that helped, guys. And it was a real pleasure sharing this with you. I'm going to work out exactly how I do my proper streaming <laughs> next time. But I hope that helped. And um, any questions, come and ask under the live and we can sort them out. If there is anything I'd like you to get out of today, it would be this. You are someone who deserves to have a voice. You are someone who deserves to be on the internet. And if you've got a business, you deserve to have a business that you can share with confidence on the internet. So use this web, this podcast to walk through what triggers you are finding when it comes to hate, haters, meanies and trolls. And if you're scared of them and worried about them and you haven't had one yet, remember the algorithm is there to protect you. There are far more nicer people than mean people there on the internet. And it's likely that the worst won't happen, but when it does, it's because you're being super successful and reaching beyond your ideal audience, which is also a win. I hope this was helpful this week. Do come and be part of our group, Map It Marketing, on Facebook. If you want questions answered, come and ask them in there. And follow me on TikTok. I'm I am Rachel Claver on TikTok or Identify Marketing on Instagram if you want to come and check in with me or say hi. I love it when people do that. And if you found this podcast useful, please do remember to rate and review it or check out some of our older podcasts too. Uh, we've got quite a few there of all sorts of different topics, hopefully to help you as a small business owner thrive, survive, and become more confident. Have a great week. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.